Um, today I have Miss Raff with us. Um, Miss Raff, would you be willing to just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you teach? Sure. Hi everyone. My name is Raffaella. I teach kindergarten. Um, this is my second year actually as a teacher in my own classroom, and this year um, is very exciting because I actually am working in an inclusion classroom. So what that is is that there's me and a special ed teacher, and we do work together full-time um, all day long. We actually share the responsibilities of teaching. So, for example, um, I focus on leading literacy, and my partner focuses on leading math. Um, but we plan together, and um, we monitor our students' progress together, and we do assessments together. So we are um, basically a team, and it's been really beneficial not only me, not only for me professionally, but it's beneficial for our students um, to have more than one adult in the classroom, especially at five years old. Um, it's a great support for them at first. So the, that this wasn't really one of the questions I had planned on asking, but I'm really not super familiar with co-teaching, but that's kind of what it sounds like you're doing. So maybe can you just talk about like what the process of planning is? Like how do you and the other teacher that you're working with, how do you decide, you know, what the lessons are going to be or things like that? Every day together, so that's just the way 
Yeah, and you just kind of have to find what works for you. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, a question I have that kind of relates to that is, have you ever had any problems working with colleagues? Um, I am a very um, open person, and I enjoy getting uh, feedback and um, criticism for people that I work with. Um, in the past, I've had people come in and observe my lessons um, just because I value their experience. Mm -hmm. um, about how the you heard other teachers talking about a curriculum change and they had been doing it for 10 years and they were like upset about it so what do you do if you do actually disagree with a policy should you keep that to yourself or is there somebody you could talk to
new. I mean, as a first year teacher, everything is new to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's going to be worries and there's going to be anxiety pretty much no matter how much, how much you look into something, you're new. So it's going to be hard. Um, I would say that, you know, you just have to give everything your best effort. Um, there's going to be a lot of things that you learn just very early on in your career that, um, you can't always plan for it. You can't plan for something that a district is changing because you're not going to always know about it. You can't um, plan for a new student because new students pop up all the time. So you just have to be really open-minded and not take things personally because it's not a personal. Um, it's not something that is being changed because of something that you've done. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that people think is better for the overall group. Um, so don't take things personally, but if you do feel like you need to confide in someone, I mean, I uh, would say someone that's a trusted um, friend, maybe, that is also a new teacher that's going through something. Um, I actually just talked to my best friend, and we were just kind of venting to each other about similar things. That She teaches fifth grade, and I teach kindergarten, and we're in totally different districts. But um, it's good to confide in somebody because you know that nothing you say is going to be, you know, held against you. You're just having an open, honest conversation, and then you can go to work tomorrow, mm-hmm. and you've kind of settled, and you've kind of relaxed. Um, so that would be um, something I advise. Or, again, you know, you can um, talk to your mentor, and that's a, a person that you should be able to trust and have a, a good, strong relationship with. And um, they often have experience, so maybe they can also suggest what's the best way to handle something when it's something you don't expect. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I kind of want to move out of the, you know, like teachers and relationships that way and try to focus on our students now. Um, sure. So one question I have is, how do you stop chatty students from going on tangents when you call on them? So you call on them for a math question. And next thing you know, they're talking about the toothpaste that their mom bought them for their birthday 10 years ago. <laughs> um, so this happens often in kindergarten. Um, you could, kids just have a lot of things that they want to say. And um, there's not always a lot of opportunity um, to talk in kindergarten. Just, you know, if you let them just chat and talk with their friends, it's going to be something that could spiral. Mm-hmm. Um, so if a kid is answering the question and, I, and I'm like realizing, okay, wow, like this has got a little uh, farther than I needed to, um, I will stop them, but not, of course, scream at them, but just say, okay, um, so-and-so, I love that you participated. I love that you have so much to say about this topic, um, but I do want to hear from somebody else. And um, if you want to continue this conversation with me, we can talk about it at SNAP, or you can talk to me about it at the end of the day. Um, and that does help them because it's not like you're shutting them down and saying, okay, I don't want to hear you anymore. Mm-hmm. You are giving them a chance at, at a different time when it, it will be better for them to talk. Um, you know, because you don't want to discourage them from also participating um, in your class discussions or questions because sometimes it's really hard to get to participate so you definitely don't want to lose that in somebody that is passionate about that but that's what I would suggest you know like if there's a time that we can continue this conversation but right now we have to move on and I do do that um you know the language is different for five-year-olds but mm-hmm. it, does, it does work and I don't feel bad about it and I feel like I'm being mean um and and they do um like 
they they respect that what I'm saying and I move on. Okay. Um, so what is the craziest thing you have experienced during your teaching career so far? Oh boy, so many things. Um, so many things you, that you think um, are just stuff you see in a, in a crazy movie. Um, something that is so crazy. Um, I... Um, I mean, I don't know if this is crazy, but I guess I didn't know or think, like, how much I would, like, how much time I would invest in my kids, even when I wasn't with them. Like, mm-hmm. I, um, especially in my first year, I, uh, felt like I just could not turn my teacher brain off. I could not forget about these and I was like this is impacting my personal life and just every everything at home was like revolving around what was going on at school and um for me that was kind of crazy because I look back on that and that was only six months ago and I'm like wow like that was really infringing on, on everything in life and it's kind of crazy that you would you know you you train yourself to think okay like I'm gonna be able to balance everything, and when the school day is done, I'm going to be able to, you know, shut it all off and just go home. I mean, it's really hard to do that when you are investing so much time, so much effort, mm-hmm. and you just really want to be the best teacher that you can, um, but that's something that's kind of crazy that I just didn't expect to happen, but I, um, I also um, didn't expect have children so young that I would have to um, be fighting like for their attention mm. at times, um, like positive attention. Um, it's very exhausting mm-hmm. to be a teacher, and I think that you see a glimpse of that in student teaching. But when you are the teacher and you are just trying to get kids to focus all day and be on task and just um, be engaged at all times. It's crazy how quickly you could lose control of a situation. Um, and when you lose control of a situation, kids take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's also kind of a crazy moment. Like, you really want to be on top of your team and really want to um, establish classroom management. It's something that people are going to look for um, uh, pretty much as a priority in your first year of teaching. So Mm -hmm. if you don't have strong classroom management and you're not consistent, you can have a crazy day every day of the school year, and that's just not ideal. Mm -hmm. Kind of two different answers. No, that's okay. Um, Your first answer is actually something I've thought about a lot. So um, you sometimes you just kind of have to bring home what you're going through in the classroom. How are you working as like this year to try to not bring so much of what's going on in school home? How are you um, saving time for you? Uh, that was something that I've had conversations with um, about with people that like I knew if I continue this, um, that like that, that way of, of teaching, I was going to lose my passion. Mm-hmm. And I've wanted to be a teacher since I was in first grade. So to lose a passion all of a sudden, um, 19 years later, would be a complete tragedy. So uh, 
I have the benefit of sharing, uh, you know, responsibilities this year because I am in an inclusion classroom. Um, but I've also realized I I can't do any more than my best. And I know I'm doing my best every day. And um, I, I can't change, you know, what goes on at home for kids. I can only do my best when I'm with them. So I really, I just try to give it my all every day and also try not to um, get so stressed in moments um, when you're teaching, when, um, you know, kids are just having a hard time and you're trying so many different strategies and interventions and it's just not working. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, when a kid had a bad day, I put that as myself having a bad day, but I wasn't having a bad day. I was just, you know, oh, like putting so much effort into everything and I felt that I was failing um mm. and I wasn't I just had a, a really hard um class mm-hmm. my first year and as most first year teachers do like their their first year is one of the hardest um so I've just been very mindful of it and over the summer I was able to kind of reflect and I prepared things to um because I figured um I would be teaching kindergarten still so, but I didn't make it a top priority. Like I, I took time for myself, and uh, even now, um, I think just because I feel a little bit more comfortable in my second year, uh, it's easier for me to not um, get so stressed. Like if I don't finish something or I'm not completely ready for the day, it's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. Like you can do things in the moment, and it's not going to make your lesson think. That's not the thing. You know, you should be typing up your lesson plans as kids are sitting down with hunter. Like, that's not okay either. Um, but there's a balance. As long as you know what your objective and what your goal is for what you're teaching for that day and that moment, you're going to be fine as long as you're doing your best. Mm-hmm. If you feel like you're slacking or you are, are just losing interest, then you have to find something to kind of rejuvenate yourself. If you need to go, um, get, go, um, you know, get uh, your nails done after school one day. Go do it. Don't always prioritize that you need to grade something because people always say if you're not taking care of yourself and you're not your best, you're not going to give your best to your kids. Um, mm-hmm. For example, I really put um, fitness um, on the back burner last year, and that was my big stress reliever in life. And I think that that had something to do with just me having a very negative mindset last year. And you have to keep reminding yourself, that you are a top priority. So even if you have to write all of these things down in, in your planner, I'm going to the gym two times a week. I'm going to do this one time a week. You've got to do it for yourself because you cannot, um, there's a saying, you know, you can't let an old machine, what, what is it? You, you have to oil an old machine. And if you don't do it, you know, mm-hmm. it's going gonna, it's gonna to stop working. Mm-hmm. Don't let yourself get like that. You know, it's not the end of the world. And that's what you have to tell yourself. If you're doing your best, that's all you can do. And I know that's a very old, like, cliche thing to say. But if you are doing your best, you should not be your your worst critic. You know, you have to mm-hmm. be your, your own personal cheerleader. Mm-hmm. And you have to focus on all the positive things you're doing. And you will do positive things and you will be successful. Because if you're passionate about your students and about your, your profession, everything else is going to pan out. All right. Well, thank you so, 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 so much for doing oh, an interview with helpful. me. Uh, this is 
my my uh, I was actually something that I was looking forward to all week because like I I I said you know these are questions that people don't get answers to you um, mm-hmm. but they're very valuable um, and you have to keep all these things in your head because not everybody's always not someone's not going to be there saying okay um Shaley by the way this is going to happen in five seconds how are you going to tackle it exactly. most situations you are not going to be well, the room is not going to be full of teachers. So you have to, you know, just do your best to be prepared and be ready for the day every day. Don't show up super exhausted. Even if you are a little tired, you have to, you know, go to bed early and take care of yourself. Even mm-hmm. if you feel like you can't, it, it's going to matter in, in the long run, for sure. Yes, thank you very much.